1: Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Sisters. I'm Jessie Katz, and I am so glad that we have this show right now because I only find it more and more important to have a platform where women in our industry can speak honestly with each other and to our audience about what it means to be a woman in this industry and any industry. Because most, if not all, of the stories we hear on the show could apply to anywhere. And what a time to be a woman in the entertainment industry right now! With all the stories of sexual abuse and harassment that are coming out following this Harvey Weinstein scandal, which is, of course, still unfolding as we record this, uh, we were so lucky that while Dara and I have been personally grappling with our own experiences and feelings about all of this, that we had back on the show a woman whose very presence feels like a blanket for the soul, and that is Tori Amos. Tori is the first repeat guest we've ever had on the show. She asked to come back to talk about her amazing new album, Native Invader, which we did. But she also talked to us about this strange moment that we're finding ourselves in, where every time you look at the internet right now, you read a new horrifying story by a woman who was abused or harassed. And it's both so depressing and so empowering. And Tori helped us understand what to do with both of those feelings, as we knew that she would. When she walked in here and sat down, I had to start the show by just telling her what a hard time I was having. And I knew that she would be able to help us make sense of this moment and these feelings. Um, so we'll get to that conversation in just a second. I just want to remind everyone listening to please subscribe to the soul sisters channel on iTunes. If you haven't already, um, you'll find more inspiring, badass women like Tori sitting down with me and Dara to share stories about what it means to be a strong woman on the planet. Uh, and, you know, you can't have too much of that. So please make sure you're subscribing so you can keep up with all the episodes we post each week. Uh, And also, don't forget, you can now watch all of these episodes on Billboard's YouTube channel. We film each episode as well as record the audio so that if you'd like to see the guest in studio with us, you can just go over to YouTube on Billboard's channel and watch it there every week. So, okay, I think that's it, guys. Without further ado... Here is Tori Amos back and better than ever on Soul Sisters. I have to stop wearing collared shirts on this show because invariably my hair does something weird. Yeah. That's fine. It's not about me. It's about Tori Amos is back on Soul Sisters for the second time. Woo! Our first repeat guest ever. Yay! Yay! Yes. So I'm so excited. And I have to say, your episode is still the most popular episode of the show that we've ever had. Oh, God. So That's it's very... Fi- we couldn't have designed it better than to have you be our first repeat. Well, so, thank you yes. so much for
2: having me. And I'm thrilled being here. I love a library. Right? Mm-hmm. So love it. The ambiance.
1: Uh-huh. It's, it's almost for, a year later. It is almost exactly... Last year, we
2: weren't in this room. We were in a different well, room. congratulations. Yeah, we've <laughs> upgraded <laughs> to the closet. Yes. <laughs> 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 um, but a closet with books
1: yes exactly exactly the best kind uh yeah you were here last september so it was a couple mm-hmm. months before the election which i'd like to get into mm-hmm. in a moment but first i want to seek some spiritual comfort from you about something because i feel like i can get that from you and it's a really hard week. This week, um, for a lot of us who are constantly reading about everything that's in the news right now, um, but I'm I'm personally having a really hard time reading all of these Me Too stories about women who have experienced sexual harassment and abuse, and it's a beautiful moment I feel like because we're all stepping up and either um, holding each other or telling our own stories or you know whatever we feel like is right right now but it's hard and I'm feeling very fragile like today I don't know why but today like fully hit me and I feel like I've completely internalized it Mm. now and so I'm like a little bit on edge today I have to admit but it felt really great knowing that you were coming in and you were going to be the person that we spoke to because you are an artist who has provided comfort and insight and like this beautiful kind of solace to people for so long that I just would like to check in with you for a second to know how you're feeling about (laughs) things.
2: Well, okay. Hands. Yes. Um, grieving. Yeah. Grieving is something that has to happen Mm -hmm. because there has been, um, a culture of fear and, um, dodging bullets in every field. Yeah. Um, So as we're reading these stories, and we know our own stories, I turned pro at thirteen, and I was having to combat this at fifteen. I didn't combat it at thirteen in the bars because my parents were sitting there, Mm. and they were, um, you know, they they were there, yeah, at all times. But then when I moved into the hotel culture in Washington D.C just a few blocks from the White House, a couple blocks from the White House, um, the requirement was that, no, if I wanted the job, I could not have um, my parents sitting there. So they agreed to, to allow me to do that. So I was exposed to very powerful men in Washington. And um, it was just, you, you had to learn how to deal with this at, at such a young age. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have some some of the guidance from the gay men who taught me how to survive. Hmm. So going back to that, the the thing that we need to realize is it's going to be a time of grieving, of, of anger, of mm-hmm. outpouring. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be tough days where you do feel really fragile and that you don't this moment, you might not feel like you want to fight, and and make the change that we have to make, because this is a moment now. Yeah. There's no going back, ladies and right. and and guys. Yeah. And I believe there are a lot of men that that do stand with us, mm-hmm. um, shoulder to shoulder, but we cannot allow this now. Right. To just in a year from now, we all spoke and. And we shared the story. Mm -hmm. And then back to business as usual. Right. No, the boys club, this, guys, no. You should want to make the change now. There's Mm -hmm. so many writers that are women. There's so many directors that are women. There's so many songwriters and composers that are women. Mm -hmm. And it's been a boys club for too long. Mm -hmm. So I'm in warrior mode, sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am here.
3: Yes.
1: That's how I feel, too. And I... uh, someone wrote this amazing op-ed in the times today and the headline said um yes this is a witch hunt i'm a witch and i'm hunting you (laughs) you Mm. know it's kind of like turn that phrase around yeah great like hell yeah but like but we're the ones who are hunting this time and you should be afraid Mm. you know and i and i love that but i think i also started maybe like fearing a little retribution or like you know these moments never come without pushback and so now like I feel both emboldened and scared. I imagine, okay, what if we all stand up now and say no more, but then what comes right after that? That's
2: a really good question. Right. Yeah. That's a good question, and that's why eyes wide open. Right. Right. Yeah. And just supporting each other through it. Yes, and and holding a space for um, everyone to come forward and say, I was complicit. Yeah, And I'm feeling really terrible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there has to be a place where we all hold a space so that the healing can happen. Mm-hmm. And and healing is so important, but we're not there yet. We're not, we're right. not, the, the scab the has just been rib- being ripped off and, and the blood is being, um, flowing out with the stories. Mm-hmm. It's, it's... Um, you know there's something so sacred about the blood and yet the stories have been stored inside us mm-hmm. and, and we've
3: buried them down for years and years and years right yeah it's it's interesting how connected everything is the sort of tragedy that happened just in last november and then and how how the various ways of global and personal and and um you know this sexual abuses coming to the fore are all connected and it feels like the moment is just not clean of one th- it's just all so many things at many once things. yes many yes. things so many layers that are that are just interwoven and I think that's a big part of what makes your new record so powerful is how you weave it's not just one of these things that we're fighting against and and struggling with all the time, but it's all of these things combined and that we need to take from that and, and make that protest and hope.
2: Yes, and that, and that we're communicating now. Um, it, it took many years, but finally the alignment was there and those brave actors stepped forward, mm-hmm. the ladies, and it, it lined up so that the tsunami is occurring, right? Um, and yet, and yet, at the same time, there are people who are getting away with their obnoxious behavior and and um, inappropriate behavior. Mm-hmm. And so, there is. When you look at it that way, I can see why there's sadness sometimes and being scared that there are very powerful people that are getting away with it. Mm-hmm. And we'll get away with it because that's how that's how life works. Sure.
1: When you were on the show last year, you were writing this new album, mm. and the main thing that you revealed to us about it was that you were prepared for the album to change course depending on the outcome of the presidential election. Mm. And we all felt very optimistic. During that episode, and you said you felt like the country was ready for a Madam President. Mm. But you were prepared for things to go the other way. You acknowledged that it could happen. Um, probably more than Dara and I were ready to right. acknowledge. And then it happened. So we would love to know how it did change your writing of the album.
2: Well, remember, did we talk about I taken that trip in, um, down south?
3: No. You hadn't taken it yet, I don't yeah. In oh, September? When did I see September? September, September last year. Was it
2: 2016?
3: Yeah. Yes. Or maybe you had, but we didn't discuss it.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, so I'd taken it in July. Okay. And I'd gone, to, gone down into the deep south. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was exposed to many bumper stickers on many different vehicles. Mm-hmm. And there was a side to me that was saying, hmm. There are more bumper stickers that aren't for Madam President mm-hmm. than than um, I might have expected. So there was that trepidation okay. in my mind, mm-hmm. realizing that there are people that that whatever is being said, whatever he is saying, mm-hmm. it isn't changing um, their position. So because they still have that bumper sticker on their car, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore, I guess. Um. when November 9th occurred, I was in Florida and I had just taken a flight with a woman mm-hmm. who had said such vile things to say about a potential Madam President. Mm. Such vile things. Mm-hmm. And she was working in, in um, you know, she was a working woman and I was just taken aback with the um, with the um, vitriol, Mm -hmm. and so that started to scare me. That was the day of the election. Mm
3: -hmm. That was the I flew
2: from California to Florida, Uh and um, so to set the stage, Mm -hmm. that's where I was starting to get really panicky and nervous because Uh even though. It had been exposed, the Hollywood Access tape, Uh that had been exposed. And um, yet I was thinking, my goodness gracious, even though this has come out in public, and I'm still hearing vitriol from a a, a working woman who is a single working woman that is around my age. Right. And I thought, well, there might be a surprise coming. That hasn't dissuaded her?
1: Right. Right. Like what else would it take?
2: And and I think so after the election, what then began swirling around was I began hearing stories of friendships, families, mm-hmm. relationships yeah. falling apart mm. in all kinds of ways. Because yeah. if you can support a person who says these things about
3: right.
2: me, right. then I don't I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about me Right, and women?
1: I found ways to justify a lot of reasons that people vote for a party that I don't support, um, but this feels different to me. Yeah. Like someone who says, oh, I vote because of taxes. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, fine, like agree to disagree, but that you would hold those things to be more important than someone who is racist or homophobic or misogynist or admits to sexual abuse, then that's a value thing for me, you know? Like, that's what I have trouble...
3: This is the first time where I'm like, I, I don't know how to justify this yeah. anymore. Do you try to, when you speak to people in that way, do you try to get from them why? Or do you just sort of listen, say your piece and, and move on? Or do you try to... As
2: is, I put my songwriting hat on because in, yeah. in that moment, I listened to her and I listened and I was kind of recording it in my mind Mm -hmm. um, because that's the only way that you you get a sense. If you're a a hunter for frequency and sound and story, Mm -hmm. you you have to see the narrative in front of you. Mm -hmm. It might not be the one you thought you were going to be flying across the country with that day. And then I'm starting to crawl into the um, what is it? The. Spielberg's big friendly giant the BFG the BFG was on and I couldn't get in I couldn't dive into that movie fast enough because she was slinging back some drinks and I'm thinking and not stopping right and I'm thinking, my goodness, I'm being held hostage. Oh, yeah. my God.
3: Do you often talk to people on airplanes? No.
2: <laughs> I don't talk to... I put in my... I go into my world. Yeah. But it was election day and uh-huh, right. people, people...
3: There was a sense of solidarity. We're all were in this together. And she had no idea
2: wh- who I was, what I did. She mm-hmm. just... Uh, so, um, therefore, she was just talking to me. Right. Oh. And... And I guess the reason I'm bringing this up is because it was a warning. It was trying to show me, I think, that you you, Tori, you need to have a better gauge mm-hmm. of what's going on. Um because when I'm hanging out with musicians, that's a very different world. Right. You know, it's We're just in a bubble a different world. Yeah. yeah. You you can be very much in a bubble. Mm-hmm. After the election though, over the next several weeks though, it was this was the time everything started to change mm-hmm. because it was the it was the emotional fallout that people were experiencing in their experiencing in their personal lives mm-hmm. and this is where I began to see the divisions are deep within within families within office mm-hmm. not just politics but office community
1: right wow, yeah, we were um. Debating before you came in, if if the story is that D. T. We'll call him ruined your album or made it better. Well, you know, if you ruined the album you were planning to make, but maybe I mean, first of all, we've heard no, the album, not, so not we know ruined, it's not ruined. But
3: changed it in a way that you aren't, that you wouldn't have d- chosen, or
1: but if but if maybe artistically it was a blessing and,
2: and well, it we turned have into to, this amazing
1: well, thing because of it.
2: Look, well, I don't know if I'd use the word blessing. I, what right. I'd say to you, ladies, <laughs> is this. As a as a writer, mm-hmm. you respond to what's in front of you, mm-hmm. and um, and the master showman um, did win the election, and so though what what I was fascinated though about because that is about a movement, and mm-hmm. um, if if he decided to to um, beam himself up to Mars and be a master showman there you you still <laughs> yes, are, you still are going to have to deal though with um some of the policies that are being driven and right. and this is where
1: he's a symptom he's not the ongoing. Yeah, that's right yeah.
2: and, and so yes i understand i understand the hollywood access tape and and his thoughts about women and his um uh not just inappropriate, but, but allegedly women coming forward mm-hmm. saying he crossed the line with them, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that's still very much there. And so, of course, all these things, along with, I call them the Benjamins were reaching out to me, Lady Benjamins too, in the science community, uh, people that work within different think tanks mm. that were saying, do you understand, please don't get distracted. Because we know you're writing this record right now. So please don't get distracted by he who can't be named Mm -hmm. because you must focus on what's getting passed through, how our world, America is changing before our eyes Mm -hmm. and and could be changed forever. Mm -hmm. And you need to understand it's being hijacked. So, of course, I didn't understand the ramifications of this. Right. And as they started explaining it to me from a scientific point of view and realizing that there's a purge on our scientific community, yeah. hmm. then it started to really wake me up when they started to point me into, do you understand what's happening in education? Do you mm-hmm. understand? I said, uh, maybe not. Well, they don't want to just teach our children. They want to decide what, how our children think not how to teach them to think, mm-hmm. but how to think. Mm-hmm. And this is how you have, this is how Russia happens or in East Germany. This is, this is how it happens.
3: Mm-hmm. So it was until after the election that a fuller picture of what, of, of how fearful, you know, we really should be of all of the different ways that this is going to affect everything. Yes, absolutely. Because in. we're being distracted.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. We're not thinking right. about the freedoms that we're losing. We're we're not thinking about that, and you all in your job, right. and the attack on the pr- on the press mm-hmm. to make you all, um, to present you all as as charlatans.
1: Yeah. Right. So then, how does that affect your songwriting when that sinks in?
2: I realize that um, democracy, what we call democracy, democracy could be slipping away, and that of course there are those in the um, in Washington, that want to align themselves closer to Putin because we have American oligarchs mm-hmm. that want that, right? That want a serf system. Mm-hmm. That's what they want, and and all these, all all of us who might be giving money to these think tanks. What we don't realize is, they're not going to make you or me or people listening, um, who work for a living, uh, an oligarch. Right, <laughs> they're they're not doing that. No, there will be a few people who run everything. When I say a few, you know, hundreds.
1: Yeah, relatively very few. Yeah. But
2: but there is a pecking order, and the system is getting created so that we won't have. Um, the masses who know how to ask the right questions because mm. they're not being educated right. to ask the right questions. Yeah. They're, be- they're being uneducated into suppression, right. but mm-hmm. not knowing that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So how they're outsmarting what happened in the last 75 years in Europe is instead of burning books, they're flooding us with information. Different tactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and And they're parading the words freedom. Freedom for whom? Yeah. Prosperity for whom? Mm-hmm. Health care for whom? Clean air, clean water for whom? And once the scientists, because they had to put it in Tory speak. I mean, you know, I don't, I, Are I don't. Are these
1: friends of yours that were reaching out? Friends or? of
2: friends of friends. Okay. Who knew that I might know a composer, a violinist or something or a, whatever, a arranger. Oh. Do you see it's people who know? And f- why they chose me, maybe they chose many and just would see what would stick, but they were crying out in the darkness saying, can't you see the mm-hmm. consequences? I And I wasn't thinking about the consequences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about Pruitt being in EPA. I, we know he's in the back pocket of the oil barons, but I didn't think about what that could mean. Mm-hmm. Department of Interior, what does that right. mean?
0: Our right. resources. Mm-hmm.
1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with
3: Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So does that, in addition to perhaps make the songwriting come easier, does it give you a, a new kind of sense of purpose for an album? Well, it was
2: terrifying because once I began to see that this is so much more involved... Then I realized, and that that um, things are happening while we're focused on other issues. So some shock news comes in from Washington, mm-hmm. or what's happening, um, and then we stop thinking of the bigger picture. And that the the steamroll is rolling. Yeah. Wh- while we're looking. While well, we're playing whack
1: a mole, which is yeah. what it feels like these days. Yeah. Yeah. and
2: And that's why we have to all with all the with all the news that's coming out mm-hmm. and the tragic, the tragedy mm-hmm. from the California fires to Puerto Rico to the uh, um the sexual assaults in Hollywood right. and all other industries, you know it's across it's it's not just in the in the entertainment complex. Right, it's industry. like in the
3: ether. it's like in the the air now, right.
2: But we have to find a way to process all these uh, tragic stories Mm -hmm. and find a way then to transmute we have to go through the grieving and you have to go through the the tears and you have to go through the shock Mm -hmm. I guess it's the four stages of grief and and then you realize okay but are we now going to do what happens almost every time which is somehow we get a little bit distracted Mm -hmm. and and we've expressed it. We have, we have emotionally talked about it globally. Mm-hmm. But then somehow Humpty Dumpty gets put back together again. Right. Somehow. Yeah. No. Mm. Now, I don't know how we achieve the no. Mm-hmm. No more. Mm-hmm. But I say no more. But everybody has to say no more, including the men in our industry. Mm-hmm. Now, part of the music industry, and I've been going on about this for years, this is a boys club. right? Um, Any
1: industry, let's be honest. Okay. So the, but we'll take music industry as an example. Because yeah. I understand it.
2: Exactly. Um, the movie industry, that isn't my industry. Right. Yes, I've been a part of certain things, but mm-hmm. as a musician, as a writer, mm-hmm. um, so therefore, in the music industry, of course, there are... It is a boys club, but you have to talk about, and there are some good people in that club. There are some people who want should I say, I don't want to use the word good, who want to be fair. Yeah. I think fair is a, is a really <laughs> important quality uh-huh. here. But, but then there are others that do not want um, too many people to have too much success because that takes power from them. And if you don't think this doesn't cross from the lawyers to the A&R to the producers Mm -hmm. to the publishers, Mm -hmm. why would a music publisher want loads of singer-songwriters out there when they have songwriters on their roster? Mm -hmm. Why do you think forever... Tori, you need to write with so-and-so. You need to write with so-and-so. You need to write with so-and-so. I said, so I'm going to write with so-and-so so that they steal a song from another writer because they don't even realize that that's a Tom Petty song? <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. I'll use my own writing from, you know. Yeah. So, but being that type of female uh-huh. in the music industry, you think you get termed difficult. Mm.
3: Right.
2: You know that, Tori, she can be a bit difficult. Really Mm -hmm. difficult? No. I'm trying to be fair. Right. And also, you have to understand that it links with the award ceremonies. Uh It links with all of this kind of negotiating. Totally. And – Musicians are on contract. You are on contract for seven albums. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not on that anymore with an option for eight. And that means if you don't want to make an album for them anymore because they're saying, Well, you need to work with so and so Mm -hmm. then guess what? You're not allowed to work with anybody else because they'll hold you. Mm -hmm. They won't sell you. They don't have to sell you. That's why when I was saying sell me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But 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 What you all have to understand is where is the power for the artist? And that goes for the men too. Mm -hmm. It's all held by the boys' club. Right. So until we address these servitude contracts, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I know a lot of artists, they are locked, they are locked down. Yeah. And then the only way to work with your label is to write with these other people. Mm. I have to tell you, after successive little earthquakes, um, for under the pink, they were the, the whole idea was okay. So, Tori, you need to go work with this famous male producer. What? I need to do what after I've just delivered this? And why don't you write what's up? What? Now, that's how when people say, "Do you have you know? Do I have enemies in the music business?" and why have? why hasn't this come in for you Tori why hasn't this worked yeah. out because I will not bend on that now will I compromise not on principles mm-hmm. right i I'll collaborate with people and uh-huh. work with them I love working with the team yeah. but this is what I'm trying to express to you all it's very complicated yeah and and until the contracts see I'm contract by contract now mm-hmm. with the labels uh-huh no, so if it doesn't work, right. it's like, okay, best of luck. Right, See you
1: later. On
3: to the next. We talked about this a little bit last time about how all of this is kind of changing because the gatekeepers aren't as necessary anymore. So it, more and more it is possible to make your own path and not sort of go, go the record label path that doesn't mean you're gonna make money or, or have an easy time that's mm-hmm. correct but it, it's a different it it's a d- different set of challenges come with that
0: yeah it's but yes. it's more
3: it's more of an option now to sort of say I'm not gonna I am not going i do not need to deal with with any of these people mm-hmm. but some of
2: them are holding on with sure. it, you yeah. Know, yeah with with by their fingernails they're holding on to as much power as they can
1: yeah, yeah. Um. I just want to hone in for a second on that idea of being difficult because this is this is such um, part of the crux of this problem and what we started this episode talking
3: about euphemisms.
1: Yeah, but um, like, were you always okay with being called difficult? Were you like, okay, fine? Because I feel like that's part of the challenge that. Um, I mean, I've had to deal with this, too, and I feel like it's just recently, now that I'm in my mid-30s, I've decided I don't care if someone thinks I'm being difficult. That doesn't affect me anymore. It's actually sometimes a good sign. But I understand, especially other women who, who don't want to be perceived that way for asking for what they're entitled for. But it's it's hard to really learn that and believe that.
2: It's really hard, and know? that's why if it's too loud, turn it up. So I would say, <laughs> yeah. no, no, yeah. actually, I'm not difficult. I'm a badass motherfucker. Mm. Hell yeah, I mean, and, but you have to be able to then bring it. So without yeah. the internet, without the fan base, mm-hmm. without the concerts, mm-hmm. without then being able to tour, without having. A record deal yeah which I've always had but I've moved to different labels when when different people get fired or mm-hmm. the person I was working with was mistreated and so you think all right okay well but I'm tra- I'm locked into three more you know but right. then you find your way out but if I didn't have the internet and and the fan base uh-huh. I that was so important
3: why the internet yeah
2: because because um that's how the fan base would communicate and become an army
3: but they would have yeah. remained your an army for you before, you know without it's that it's
2: hard to net it was harder to network and to be honest this is the double edged sword the music was getting out there and circulating and with youtube and all the concerts so even if the label wanted to try and pull hmm. my Good. work right. And leverage that way by if nobody can if your work isn't getting marketed, nobody can find you. Right. So it's sometimes it's killing the project, kill the album. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's where I had a platform to be able to tell and I would have told them if I would have told the fan base if they would have killed the album. Right. So it, it is very much sometimes About negotiating with the boys club. There are fair men in the boys club and there's some unfair women in -hmm. the boys club for sure. And there are fair women that are not in the boys club because they haven't been allowed in
3: Are women starting to infiltrate that boys club in at the top levels. In the music, music industry, yeah, there are very all? few. Yeah,
2: there are very few. You have some attorneys. Um, there's one that I know of, mm-hmm. but it's not appropriate for me to right. mention names. But um, not so much yet. One of the ones that had infiltrated. Um, she has passed away now. Her name was Polly Anthony, and that's the reason I went to Epic mm-hmm. from Atlantic was mm-hmm. because of her amazing leadership. But the Boys Club came in and got rid of her.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, men and women can both be victims, and men and women can both be implicit and be guilty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all affected. Right. Um, I mean, we could get into, like, toxic masculinity and how that's just as damaging for men as it is for
2: everybody. But ever. we have to come together. Yeah. Don't you think? We have to now. One, once the the stories and the pain has been coalesced mm-hmm. and, and we get to a place of... Being able to say, now we're needing to take our next step into the future, Mm -hmm. and we're going to paint the future. I'm going to sonically paint it, because that's my wheelhouse, Mm -hmm. and you all are going to paint it in your way. And writers, directors, men need to come together with us on this and collaborate. Right. We We need to collaborate together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, your album your, your new album to me it sounds like an album of resilience mm-hmm. you know it do, it's not an album about defeat when i listen to it right. or wallowing it, it is naming things and being like let's go <laughs> you yeah. know because the, i mean that's that's part of moving on is is acknowledging mm-hmm. all yes. of mm-hmm. the terrible things and and then that should fuel you and that's right. what these songs sound like to
3: me right yeah and this was born out of not just this sort of shift that happened in November but then in January your mother suffered a stroke and so there's this sort of personal element to it I don't know if you've seen the movie Mother have you seen the Darren Aronofsky movie no spoilers Dara okay no spoilers (laughs) I loved it um, and I have a lot of issues with it but there's ways that your record kind of reminded me of this melding of um, sort of like I said before these different archetypes mythology and geology and the personal the artist as creator and um just beautifully artistically putting that together and um sort of all at once so you're kind of you know harassed by like all of these things and it's (laughs) it's very scary and it's very overwhelming but it's a work of art um but what my main problem with it is um I feel like it's sort of an indictment on religion and a little bit of a negative view of humanity. I could the debate that. Yeah. The film mother, yeah, oh, but so what? You're talking about the, film the, the film mother, the film mother, the film. I missed that. <laughs> so it's it's addressing all of these things that I feel like your record is addressing, but you have such a tone of hope and of um, action and and something to do, as opposed to you know that movie ends with the song. Um uh, Don't they know it's the end of the world? And I feel like. Your album is the opposite of that. It's not saying, so let's put our, you know, let's throw our hands up.
2: Yeah, well, please don't tell my mother it's the end of the world because she's, Mary is fighting. Mm-hmm. Mary is fighting to stay on this planet. Mm-hmm. And um, I tried to bring Mary up to speed. I was just with her yesterday. Mm-hmm. I've been with her for a few days. And Mary had a stroke. Um, what's What's so tragic for the family has been that she was our go-to person and she was so articulate. Yes, she had physical ailments, there's Mm -hmm. no question, she's 87 and she struggled physically Mm. uh, and was fragile. But her mind, oh my goodness. And so the fact that Mary cannot speak, she can sing hymns and songs that she knew before with you. The the rhythm, now the tone is questionable because Uh she can't control her vocalization. So it's gonna go up and down. Mm-hmm. Meaning, it, she can't hold a steady tone, mm-hmm. but but she's trying to mm-hmm. say those words, and you know she is. So that side of her brain wow. is is able to um, express itself vocally, but she cannot has a very hard time saying words. So therefore, to see this articulate woman who cannot speak mm-hmm. made me realize. When the stroke first happened, she was much worse than she is right now. Oh, and and she nice. was under attack. And we could see she was under attack by this thing. And then it seemed the correlation was, and America is under attack. And what America, what we believe we've signed up as Americans, that's what I'm suggesting. Mm-hmm. And so that's when the albums, the muses said to me, listen. You have been in a place of reaction. You need to ground yourself because we are not delivering anything that is violent to you and anything that is a bloodletting. This is not Boys for Pele. Mm. You did that Mm. when you were in your early 30s, and that was the time you needed to do that when you took on the patriarchy and those stories. Mm -hmm. You're taking on something different now, or or we can't give it to you we are giving you a sonic wildwood that people can come into this wildwood wherever they are in the world and if they need um a magic mushroom they can take it mm-hmm. if they need clear water crystal clear from the stream they can take it whatever they need they can take so you need to s- step out of this energy you've been in and hold mm. a space for possibility mm. and then action mm. And that was really, the the penny dropped when I realized Mary was under attack and so is Lady Liberty. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, because I could physically see what under attack looked like with an articulate woman who yeah. was trapped and being held hostage, really, by this stroke.
3: Right. What a crazy confluence yeah. of events. Right. And you had the think tank intel coming at you so that's the happening mm-hmm. and then all of those things so was that really a turning point of of writing and of creation and
2: the songs came li- uh, like a uh, well it's it's hard to I- explain it felt like an explosion when i saw the pictures that that um have been released of the neutron stars colliding now that's such a huge event but it felt in my in my small way my compared to that but I felt oh my goodness when bang started to come the song and i'm trying to get those structures and i'm running to the piano mm. and um trying to figure out what in the world is this thing that's coming and then the periodic table what is yeah. going on and because i just heard sagan say but we're all made of stars when you're hearing this again this um this chanting on the on the news about immigrants and And the vitriol, again, and the negativity and the racism. And then you hear Carl Sagan saying, wait a minute. This is just, this is, well, it makes no sense. Because we're all made of stars. And then it was, well, what would that be? Mm. And then the periodic table just showed us, and the muses said, this is what it is. Uh And you think, oh, my goodness, I don't understand this. So that was, it was an amazing Several weeks. Uh-huh. I'm curious to know what your experience will
1: be going on the road again and and interacting with all different parts of America as you embark on this tour that's coming up for you. I'm curious, too, <laughs> Yeah,
2: because we've just done Europe, uh-huh. and Europe was much more, um, well, uh, responsive because a lot of times they can be polite as mm-hmm. audiences, but they were much more collaborative uh-huh. and and um, I have no idea what's coming in the States because you, you I haven't toured since 2014. It was a different world. Right. Then.
1: Very. Wow. Well, you'll have to come back a third time and in- Tell us about it. No, you'll have to come see <laughs> me at
2: the Beacon. Oh, oh yes. to come. You have Deal. to come.
1: We can definitely yes. do that.
2: <laughs> because at the concerts, we're trying to, again, we hold this space of, for energy to shift. Yeah. So whatever anybody's going through that day, mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. who's at that show is making a difference at that show. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like that happens when you come on this podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I forget that we're even, this is being recorded at all. I like fall into mm-hmm. talking to you about these things. Um I know that you have a full day ahead, so we won't keep you any longer. Thank but you so much for having me. Thank you. It means everything to us to have you on the show and for being so open and I don't know, feels good. So good. thank you. Thank you.